we went out, saw the property and um, wrote the guy an offer and ended up uh, doing the deal. And it was one of the most, I mean, on a percentage basis, it was the most profitable deal that we've, that we've done. Mm-hmm. And come to find out after talking with the guy, he found us on, uh, he, he found our carrot site organically. And we, were, we weren't trying to uh, do anything SEO wise or, um, or, or, or rank in the, in the Google uh, search results. We weren't trying to do any of that, but it, it just happened and it, it was the coolest thing ever. Hey friends, welcome back to the CarrotCast podcast where we help agents and investors like yourself build businesses of freedom and impact. I'm your host, Brady Winder. Today, I have with me Dan and Will. Will, welcome back to America. Dan, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I think I got uh, COVID when I was over in India, but uh, I'm, I'm on the tail end of that. So feeling a lot better and, and really uh, excited to be on here today. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad that you're in tip top shape for the podcast. And yeah, I'm glad you're That's back. That's right. Now I got antibodies. Oh, my goodness. How are you doing, Dan? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thanks for having us on. Excited. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's going to be a fun conversation. Um, so the reason I'm excited for this podcast, everyone listening, is I love hearing a good story about um, anyone who takes a leap of faith from their from their business to what they feel they're being called to do, uh, leaves, takes a big risk for a big opportunity. Um, these two guys left six-figure jobs to flip homes in a very competitive market. In Northern Virginia. And so we're going to talk about what it's like flipping a competitive market. And we're going to talk about how they use Carrot to get some of their first uh, few leads and deals and how they're standing out in a competitive market. It's a really simple uh, marketing strategy. So I think some of you that have just signed up for Carrot, or even if you're new to investing, you might find this encouraging um, to see the, the simple few actions these guys are taking and they're not doing massive volume, but they are getting uh, providing really good income for themselves. They're making a really healthy living um, in a competitive market. So it is possible to do that um, as flippers. And then towards the end, we're going to talk about uh, something cool, a cool tool that they've created for investors. And we're going to uh, show you guys that and talk about how they're making an impact in their business because it is Impact Month at Carrot. So that means I go to carrot.com slash impact, get the rest of the content for this month. But other than that, we're going to dive in and, and get to know these guys. Um, Dan, Will, I can't remember. Did you guys, you guys have backgrounds in real estate? How did you guys get started? So Dan and I actually met, um, I believe it was 2017. I was in the mortgage business at the time. And um, I didn't have a wife, didn't have kids at the time. And I was just trying to hustle. So on the weekends, I would make cookies and go visit open houses and try to meet realtors. Where I would uh, ultimately, you know, try to build a relationship and get business from them. So Dan and I uh, met then, and uh, we just we just hit it off instantly, and we started doing some deals together there. And we actually had a mutual client. He ended up leaving that space, going out in the government contracting world, and then I ended up, you know, I was still in the mortgage business, gung ho, trying to grow that, and. Um, so fast forward a few years, it was it was successful and you know very very lucrative. It was six six figures, well over that. My my first year in the business, and but it was really just a. I felt like I was on a hamster wheel, and it was just a you know I was just a high paid W two person. It was a hundred percent commission, and and um, you know while I didn't have set office hours, and I I in a sense worked for myself. 
it just, I was still beholden to people calling me at 9 PM complaining about, you know, something going on with their loan or, or something with the real estate mm-hmm. transaction. And I just realized it was not something that I wanted to do forever. So, um, and simultaneously I had been buying some, some properties while I was, you know, making decent money in the mortgage business. And, um, and I knew that that was what I ultimately wanted to, uh, transition into. So in 2019, Dan calls me and he, he has this opportunity to flip this house and, um, and we end up going in on it together while we both have, you know, W2 jobs and it, it went well. And we, um, we made every mistake in the book, <laughs> but it went, it went very well. We made, we, we netted about 47 grand on it. Um, if we did it today, we probably would have made 60 plus, but yeah. you know, it was our first deal and there were a nice. lot of lessons learned. Um, but after that, we, we sort of, sort of looked at each other and we were like, you want to do more of this? That was kind of fun. And um, so that's, that was, uh, I believe we ended up selling it at towards the end of 2019. And, and we just, we, we made the decision that I was going to um, leave my job, leave my mortgage uh, job at the end of the end of 2019. I was going to let all my licenses expire and we were going to jump out into this uh, full time. And um Dan's initial plan was to work into into 2020, and you know that wasn't ultimately what happened. So I guess Dan, I'll let you <laughs> yeah, yeah. talk um, about your background. So so you know the flip came around, and we had a great time. And and I think what Will was getting at was we overdid the uh, renovation, and something we don't do anymore. Um, we just kind of you know put made a house that was kind of a medium grade house, and and it made it really really nice. Overdid it a little bit. Um, so we spent a little bit too much, but and we got it done quick and, and it was like, wow, this is awesome. And then I was like, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. So we started talking about getting into this full time and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of cushy though. I travel a lot. Let me make a plan. And then we had, um, some redundancies at work. And so I was like, let go all of a sudden, like on, you know, in February or whatever of 2020. And it was like, all right, we're doing this full time because uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not redoing my resume. I am like, let's go do this, bud. Yeah. And, and so we, we had been working a little bit prior, uh, putting to get the business together, you know, like make, doing zoom meetings like this and kind of saying building, you know, a business structure. Cause that was a plan anyway. So, you know, yeah. we got in and it was, you know, we haven't looked back. It's been awesome. And what dude, what a crazy time to, I mean, at the time, it wasn't crazy. That was right before everything went crazy. And little did we right. know the whole world was about to implode. But um, right. the worry of 2020 to have that massive shift and then go right. to the pandemic. Was that, um, was that scary for you, Will, uh, taking that leap of faith? Be like, oh, I'm out. What was that, what was that like? Or was it a leap of faith, I guess? Uh, honestly, not really. I mean, I had, I had prepared for it. I knew I, I mean, I just every day is a blessing to not be in the mortgage business. I, I'm very <laughs> grateful for all the relationships I built there and for the person that, you know, hired me and, and uh, gave me an opportunity, but man, that is a, that is a, a thankless business and, mm-hmm. and just being off doing your own thing and, and sort and, and Dan and I always talk about how, you know, flipping houses were, 
there's no client. There's nobody that we have to really answer to. We are the client in a sense when we're dealing with contractors and yeah. and and guys like that. The only headache comes in uh, comes into um, into the mix when we're trying to sell a house and you got realtors calling you and and mm-hmm. uh, but luckily Dan's the agent and I'm not. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, uh, to, to go back to your question, it wasn't super, uh, it, it wasn't super daunting. We put a good plan together, but, um, but like Dan was saying, we, we, when he was uh, let go from his job, it was, it was sort of a, a burn the ships type of thing. We had no, I don't think we had any deals on the, on the horizon. Mm. And, uh, and we just knew we had to, we had to execute, we had a good plan in place, but we had to go execute on it. Well, you had yeah, the urgency, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember. So. I remember a conversation that I had with Will in late 2019. He's like, "Dude, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm going to figure this out, or I'm going to just or starve." Like, and he and he literally he was done. And I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, let let me let me stock up some money." And he's and he's like, "I don't care what you do. I'm done." And <laughs> and so and, and it was like, "All right, well, I'm coming." Because and then we just and look back. Like I said, it's been great. That's awesome. So, and you guys, uh, for context, for people listening, you guys are true cash buyers. You're, you're buying the properties, you're flipping them yourselves. Are you doing any sort of wholesaling or any other sort of real estate strategies or is it just pretty much just flips? No, we're pretty, we're pretty anti-wholesaling. Um, we, yeah, we, we just, we buy them ourselves, and, uh, and we do, we do all the work our, our, ourselves, and, and then we sell it. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. So yeah. when you guys, you so you took the, you know, took leap faith, you left your jobs. And what was the, what were the first things you guys started doing uh, for marketing? How did you like, okay, you got to get leads. You got to find, you got to find these flips. What were you doing? Yeah. So we, we were doing a few things, Dan, remember the, uh, the people we had over in, uh, where was that? Yeah. Yeah. We had these VAs and it, it didn't go well. And there were chickens clucking in the background. And, um, no, it's so, we we tried the VA thing and and tried you know cold calling and a few other marketing channels. We we used uh, Sherpa, which I'm sure you've heard of, mm-hmm. Lead Sherpa, and uh, and and that was cool. And we actually got a deal from it, and and that deal went really well. That was our first deal um, that we that we did after that first one that we did prior to forming the business that we mentioned. Um, Lead Sherpa deal. Yeah. So that was our oh. our. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I just want to know how many how many. You know about how many calls or how long that took? It was it was pretty fast. And then after that, it was it, it kind of seemed like a fluke. And I know that mm-hmm. with with Sherpa and launch control, I know that there were constantly it's a game of cat and mouse with TCPA laws and yeah. and um and something changed and we it 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 drastically impacted our our reach and what we were able to do. And after that, we we saw and 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 then simultaneously we were just we just didn't feel like it was a a very long term scalable thing yeah. um so we we ultimately ended up pulling the plug on that hmm. but well, we got a deal from it which was which was good yeah that's the thing it's like a lot of like you can make any marketing method work but you know building your business on one of them it's risky it's scary. exactly there's not right. that predictability and when regulations change it happens fast and where are your leads? Yeah. Bingo. And if I can jump in, I think that one of the things that really kind of bothered us about, um, we hate getting texts ourselves. 
right? We hate mm -hmm. the obtrusive, hey, do this, do that. And it, it just felt like we were, it just wasn't in our um, DNA to kind of be, be those guys. And, and so we said, we got to figure this out better and figure out different ways. And, you know, even like, you know, we tried direct mail, we did, you know, other things like that. It's really like the website and or Google was like our last thing that we really got into marketing wise. We just found like, why don't we start there? You know, we tried literally everything else, you know, yep. cold call. And now that's, texting. that's all we do now. Yeah. So what are, yeah, so what are the marketing strategies right now? Or what, what are your, yeah. How are you guys? Yes. So our, our, our main one is, uh, is, is Google ads. So we burned through a few different guys that, um, would, would manage our, our ad campaigns. And we, we weren't really getting anything from those guys. A lot were just, uh, generic, uh, PPC experts, so to speak. And I, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with the space. It's challenging. And when you're dealing with clicks that are over a hundred dollars, like it's a very, you got to know what you're doing and, and, uh, and, and really know how to execute those campaigns. And we just felt like we weren't, uh, finding anyone that could do that. And then we had this one guy just, I think he cold called Dan and yeah. yeah. And, and we ended up moving forward with him and we were just like, what the heck this guy, he's young, he's hungry and he sounds like he knows what he's doing. He came from a from I, I believe a large wholesaler. Um, his name's uh, Parth over at Leadplug. Um, but he came from a large wholesaler, got tons of experience working on their campaigns, and then he branched off, and now he was doing it himself. And they have been phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yep. And and then also you know simultaneously we've been building our our uh, presence online. We've, we've done some blogs and, and obviously carrot has been a huge, um, has, has been a huge help to our business and just increase our, our credibility online. And we, we set up a Google, my business page and have been getting, you know, we make an effort to get reviews on that. And we just try to have a good, a good presence because, you know, pretty much everyone we talk to, they're like, hey, we we you know we found you from X, Y, and Z, and and we saw your your reviews online, and and we just loved what what everybody was saying, and you know, so people read all that stuff. It's very important. Yeah. Okay. So the timeline goes: uh, launched carrot site. Did you guys customize the site at first? Did you do anything to it, or was it like out of the box? Just we in the beginning, and we actually launched carrot. We were carrot's been our thing from day one. Um, so we, we've had that going back to when we first started this. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I believe we, we customized the, the colors and, and, and maybe a few other things from but there. Not much content. Not really. much. No, we left yeah. the content mm -hmm. the same and it's been pretty much out of the box and it's been, it's been awesome. Mm. That's awesome to hear. Um, so you launched the carrot site, started doing, well, before that, you burned through some other marketing methods, got the carrot site, and then uh, got a Google Ads guy that was cranking for you. And then that, that was a little bit later. I'm bouncing around a little yeah, bit. I'm sorry, but that was that was a little bit later. Okay. Um. But but yeah, the 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 carrot site was implemented, and then we we were talking about this a little bit before. But one of the things that jump started us and and really allowed us to have some cash to to play with. Um, and, and, and expand the business was about three or four months into starting this. It, it wasn't our first deal. Like I said, that Sherpa deal was the, that was the first one with the business. Uh -huh. yeah. um, and then I believe we picked 
we picked another one up COVID hit. And then we picked one up, this guy, he had a bunch of rentals and he was under contract on this property. And so he had to back out. So we came in, we were just right place, right time. Um, that's the only deal we've ever done through the MLS um, since, since then. And then after that, after that deal, um, we were just one, one day, we just got this call and it was this guy and he had a, a property that was distressed and his wife had gotten sick and she lived, uh, she lived in, in Washington state. So he had to just sell it. He lived there for 30 years. He had to sell it and move to be with her at the other house they owned in Washington state. And he needed to move ASAP. So we went out, saw the property and, um, wrote the guy an offer and ended up uh, doing the deal. And it was one of the most, I mean, on a percentage basis, it was the most profitable deal that we've, that we've done. And come to find out after talking with the guy, he found us on, uh, he, he found our carrot site organically. And we were, we weren't trying to uh, do anything SEO wise or, um, or, or, or rank in the, in the Google uh, search results. We weren't trying to do any of that, but it, it just happened. And it was the coolest thing ever. And, and I mean, just to kind of peel back the the curtain a little bit, we ended up, um, we ended up walking away with, I think it was slightly over 110,000 on that deal. So, I mean, it was a, it was a phenomenal deal and really springboarded us into, uh, you know, being able to, to experiment and do more things with mm. the business. Dude, that's the difference between, you know, a cold calling lead and someone that's, uh, you know, an organic lead. They searched on Google. They had the problems. Like, I need to sell my house fast. I need to get out of this. Found you guys. And versus, you know, a cold calling lead or someone, an outbound lead that you're having to reach out to. That's a, exactly. that's a nine day difference. We, we, yeah. Dan and I always talk about how, you know, it's just such a different feeling when you're doing Sherpa and cold calling and even mailers. Um, it, it just, you know, you're trying to reach out to them and convince them and, and, you know, it, it just feels a lot more salesy. Whereas when people are coming to you and they're finding you online, it's like they're, they're reaching out to you and they want your service. And it's just a much different dynamic. And to us, that was what, after that, after we got that deal, that's when we, we realized that, um, you know, that that was what we wanted to do long-term. And it just felt like that was a much more sustainable way to run the business. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, and also that's another, you know, you mentioned that you weren't doing any active SEO. You weren't like customizing much on your website to try and get it to rank higher, but that's even another reason why it's key to have that credibility and that authority on your website, like get those testimonials as soon as possible, especially when you guys are, you hadn't been in business that long and you're going up against people that have been in business for years and already have that. And so that's it. That's, That's exactly right. I mean, those testimonials are 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 key when you when you can get more and, and more of those. It just really um it just really boosts your your credibility. Yeah. And then you you had mentioned that you guys have your Google My Business profile dialed in. You've got that up and going. Have you noticed any leads? Are you guys tracking any leads from that? Or is that still an experiment right now? No, we we have gotten some leads uh fr- from from that. Yeah. Mm. As, as of recent, that's definitely anything Google takes, takes a while. And, and I'm sure you guys know this in, in mm-hmm. this space in particular, it's, it's hyper competitive and we're in, yeah. 
you know, Northern Virginia outside the DC area. And it's, it's very, very competitive. So it's, it's hard. It takes time when it, when it comes to stuff like this, anything organic is, is going to take time. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like you guys are in a very competitive market, but I think the having this conversation with um, Andy, Andy Kaloji, we've done a couple podcasts on SEO with him. And, and he was talking about how it's actually, it's not as competitive and as saturated as people think. It's more so that people just don't want to put in the amount of time that it takes, you know, to get the result. And so it's like, yeah, there are people ranking, but are they consistently making updates? Are they doing anything to stay on top? Basically he was getting at, it's usually not that hard to, outrank them or get up in the rankings. That's you know? true. Yeah. Because a lot of, it, it, it seems like a lot of people in the space, like you said, they're, they're, they sort of fall into this and, and if they, if they don't know what they're doing to continue that success and, and the, those uh, good rankings, then that is true. Someone can come in and un, unseat them. And I mean, I'm sure that, you know, I, I've definitely tried to, man, S, SEO just seemed, it's such a, it's such a difficult thing. And just when you feel like, you know, everything about it, there's, you learn something new and it's like, oh, it just completely invalidates everything you thought you knew. Um, right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It changes. It changes. And that's part of, you know, what, what carrot exists for us. What we're here for is to, well, one, to help keep you educated on what those changes are, but two, to stay on top of some of those technical changes so that you don't have to worry about like, oh, do I need to change this on my website? Do I need to change that? So exactly. Yeah. Take yeah. that out of the equation. Exactly. Are there any other marketing you guys are doing? So it's, or it's pretty much just Google ads, organic SEO, Google My Business, anything else you guys are doing? Are you we, still baking cookies at all? <laughs> no, we always joke about that though, because that was my, literally the only thing I did in the mortgage business. And it, yeah. you know, it, 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 went, it, it took me from zero to a hundred really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we always joke about, we need to find the open house strategy. We need to find that you know, the, the, the thing that's going to just, you know, be the best marketing channel ever. And, and yeah. we think we found it now with, with Google and, and Google ads, but we're, we're still experimenting with stuff. One thing we recently started doing is, uh, is doing some uh, letters to, and they're, they're handwritten letters to people that are uh, going through the process of probate. Um, because what we've found is that People that are going through probate, probate, they're getting blown up by wholesalers and just, for lack of a better word, people that are not caring. And mm-hmm. they write the yellow letters, and they're just very crass, and and they just come across very, very unsympathetic. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you can write a handwritten note, take some time to do that, and really show that you care and that you're there to be a resource. For them and that you're you're truly there to help with whatever they need. I mean, we're we're pretty well connected in the real estate space and and know different attorneys and different places where we can direct people, you know, to title companies, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, depending on what they need. So we've started uh doing that and we have not actually closed it. We only started in the last month or two. Um, but I know, uh, Dan. I believe you had uh, an appointment with a woman that was uh, that was booked. Is that is that right? I've spoken to multiple people. Um, yeah, because we're coming from a place of of helping. Um, yeah, and and it's just you know what can we do to help? And I've given some advice to some people, and and, and two of them said I might be interested in selling my house. One is kind of 
you know, just starting the process and one just finished up probate and said, you know, like it had to come out and then they changed their mind and they said, well, cool, whatever you need from us, you know, it really is coming from a spot of giving. So we're not really worried about the results per se. What are you putting on the letter? What does that, what does that sound like? Um, so, you know, Will and I kind of composed something. It's just like, you know, I know that this is a tough time. Um, and we're, we're coming from a spot of like saying, you know, here's, uh, we know the real estate space. We are here to help. We're not trying to do anything. Here's, we know probate attorneys. We know different people in this space. You know, you just need junk cleaners, whatever it is, real estate agents, whatever you need, feel free to reach out to us. We're not here to do anything but help you. And it's really just, again, coming from a giving space. Mm. So, and it really, it resonates. I mean, because I've only had one person yell at me from the card and I don't know how she yelled at me about the card. It, I think it's because, you know, her parent had passed away and mm. she was just mad at the world, I guess, but everyone else was been very like, thank you. And it's been good. So yeah, I I know, it's a good that. thing to do if nothing else. So. Yeah, it's it's exactly what we were talking about. We just did a podcast came out this month with Bob Berg. He's the author of Go Giver, and it's it's you know the just giving value to people. And I like how you're giving them options, you know, and you're you're making them feel understood, and you're making them feel justified, you know, like we understand right. this is a tough time. That's your opener instead of, hey, how to grab your attention? You know, something just like yeah. just trying to get in front of them. I like. That. Oh no! So like, I, I read through a bunch of because I mean, obviously, there's yellow letters and other things about chasing those type of clients, and and it's it just turned into something like I hated all of it. And mm-hmm. you, and if you you get to know Will and I, like we have a a pretty strict moral compass, and that's why like SMS didn't work for us. And and then just doing this, if we're going to do it, we're going to come from a spot of giving, and it's like. You know, if we if we can be a resource for them to, to buy their house and that really helps them, great, great for both parties. But I have no problems giving them referrals or spending twenty minutes on the phone, giving them an idea of how probate works and all of that. So like, it's no big deal just to give it, and we, and you get that back if you give out. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, you guys started something, uh, recently called deal simple. Tell me about what deal simple is and you know, how you stumbled on this. Yeah, I can, uh, jump in. Um, so deal simple was started. It was a complete accidental business. And the way, the way it started was when, when Dan and I first got into this, we were sort of back of the napkin and then we graduated to to building an Excel sheet. Dan was, I, I wasn't great. And now I'm pretty good at Excel, but back then I was not good. Dan was. So he built a, an Excel sheet. And um, and then we started looking around because it got it got complicated being out on the road and needing to access uh, you know, an Excel uh, file. And and then also, you know, I'd make a change to something, save it on my computer, but Dan might not see it on his end. So <clears throat> it wasn't all synced up. So we looked online at some different solutions. We flat, we found, um, I believe we started using Flipper Force, and that was a great product. They're a great company. I know they're growing. I believe they were recently acquired. So they're they're obviously doing they're doing great stuff and are way further ahead uh, than than we are. But what we found was it was way overly complicated, and um, so we ended up 
continuing to search. We found a few other ones, even the bigger pockets calculators. They're very like you got to go through multiple screens and it just wasn't it just wasn't simple for lack of a better word. And and that's that's ultimately how we came up with the name deal simple. And and um, and we so we ended up basically creating a, a web based version of this calculator that we built in Excel that that took a while to uh, to build and and really perfect. So we ended up making it uh, web based. And then we sort of we were just adding on to it over time. We made this we we made it have the ability to generate an offer with one click. It's just a PDF offer that kind of breaks down um, the numbers, and we've had great success with that. Our last two or three deals have all um, ended up. You know, I, I don't know if that's one hundred percent the reason they went with us, but people love to see breakdowns of how you. Arrive at the number you're offering them, as opposed to just throwing them, you know, because in their mind it's just an arbitrary low ball offer. But if mm. you can back it up with, you know, hey, here's what we think the property will sell for. Here's all the costs, um, closing costs, renovation. Here's everything it takes to get it there, um, and then here's the bottom line of what we're what we're offering you. It's a lot more, you know, they they understand it a lot better, and it it yeah. kind of answers a lot of their questions. So. Um, well, there's transparency so, so there and you're, you're not just using it for your calculator. You're showing that, Hey, this is, this is, there's nothing to hide here. This is what we're working with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bingo. So we, we ultimately, um, ended up making that web base. It was a lot easier for Dan and I to access. And then we were sort of, we were, we were sort of just like, Hey, you want to put this out there and see if people will, uh, will, will pay for it. And, uh, so, so we did and it's, it started growing and, and then we started running some, Google ads on it and just testing some stuff and recently redesigned the entire platform, made it a lot prettier. It's now designed by somebody other than myself. So (laughs) it looks a lot better. Um, And it's been, it's been grown and it's been pretty cool to see. We never thought that we'd be, you know, the, the founders of a, of a software company, but yeah, you know, life's crazy how it takes you weird places. Well, again, if I can add on, I think I think some of the things that we saw that, um, you know, being able to add that proposal generator to it um, really just, and again, it's it's our twist, right? Because we are transparent people. Like we we like saying, "Hey, look, your best option is to put your house on the market. Like you're going to get the most money for it." Some people go, "Yeah, you know, that's probably what I'm going to do," right? And then. And then we go, you know, if, if they want to still sell it, they're like, look, we still, we need it. We need to move in a week. Then we're like, okay, then maybe we're your option. And the same thing goes with, with deal simple in that proposal thing is that we, we put on there, here's a closing cost, here's a renovation cost, here's all these things. And that's how we came up with this number. It wasn't just 50 cents on the dollar, which is kind of the bad rap everybody gets is they're just going to offer you 50 cents on the dollar. No, literally we break it down. We tell everybody, look, it's math. We're going to give you as much as we can based on the math that works for us. And it does all that for you and, it, and it's presentable to them. And it, and it really kind of goes along with, you know, one of the big things in our reviews on Google is, is just transparency. We mm. love being transparent and honest with people at the end of the day. Yeah, and that's something that your competition can't, usually can't mimic, you know, something unique. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a very uh, shady uh, industry as I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah, it's in yeah, some yeah. spaces for sure. So, yeah. yeah, the transparency is appreciated. Um, so you mentioned Dan. Do you have your license? Are you an agent as well? Yeah, I feel like I am. okay. So, 
when you get a seller who does end up wanting to list that house, are you guys getting that listing? No. No? I refer so, it out. What's the reasoning there? I'm just curious. Um, it's just not part of our business structure. Focus. I think it's just, I, I, yeah, focus. I, I don't know. Like we sat there and we we stewed on doing that. Um I I I I laugh in a I laugh in when I say like I'm an agent because I really am like the worst agent in the world. Like I'm I'm, I'm terrible. Um I help out friends and family kind of thing, but I'm not out there like beating the streets trying to get listings or anything. We yeah. do it as a means to an end for to save commissions. And that's it. Um, I'm yeah. not great at it, but I do understand it. I've been doing it for seven years now. So, but it, it you know, getting into the transactions is not really what we want to do because now we're dealing with a client, right? And so we yeah. said early on, having no client is the best feeling in the world. And yeah. now I have a client and we're taking this commission and we got to make them happy. And it's just, that's not really what we want to do. So I refer them out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. And we've heard like, um, uh, Adam and Lance, uh, out of Texas, we've had them on the podcast before they, you know, they set it up to where they have an agent in house. So it's, they still maintain that focus and it's like, you know, almost the same as you guys, except for it's not going out and staying in house, but, um, yeah, I can appreciate that, you know, keeping the focus. So you're not, you know, it takes time. It takes time to do the listing. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think that, you know, like my concentration is the remodel side of things. And that's a little bit more uh, time consuming. So I, I'm out at the job site a lot. And if I had to go and take off the dirty clothes and put on the nice clothes to button up and then mm -hmm. go meet a client type of thing, it's just I'm focused on like, let's get the renovations done fast. And like, like, like let's get through this house you know, nice, but like, let's every day is a dollar. So we're, we're just trying to get it done. And that's where if you lose focus and you have a hundred things going on, you're just wasting money. The money that we make, mm. we'll probably be losing on the flip. So, yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. one thing uh, on that note that I want to ask you, and then we'll, and then we'll talk about kind of the impact you guys are making and, and then we'll, we'll put a bow on it here, but um, you guys are in a competitive market uh, the real estate industry, the market is, is a little bit volatile right now. We don't know where things are going. Are you guys doing anything differently to protect yourselves or do anything differently with your flips right now? That's a great question. So, um, yes, we, we have been, and we, we actually, so there was somebody that came to us in the, I believe it was the beginning of July. We got them. It was a, it was a PPC lead from Google and, uh, we talked to them. I went out, saw the house, and we we made them an offer. I believe we we offered somewhere around around four hundred, and um, they ended up discussing it. didn't Didn't want to move forward with it. They thought the best option was to put their house in the market. So we told them, "Great, we encourage you to do that." And they they did so and just said, "Hey, we'll we'll come back if if things change, but we're going to list it." So they listed it, and the market just didn't give them really anything. So they came back to us two months later, and rates had gone up, and and the market had softened even further. So we ended up just telling them, like, "Hey, I don't think the original offer is gonna is 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 gonna be valid." And it's not to it's not to punish them or anything like that. It's just that. We have to protect ourselves, and we know we're we're sort of everybody's sort of catching a falling knife here, and we don't know when it's gonna when it's gonna uh, stay when the market's gonna stabilize, or at least that's how we feel. So mm -hmm. we ended up just just to mitigate risk, we ended up making them an offer fifty 
50 grand less and they ended up moving forward with it. Um, but to, to go, that's one specific example. But what we're really focused on is, is ARV. So we haven't really changed much on, on everything else. Um, Reno, all that, we still have our same guys. They're still reliable and, and their prices really haven't changed. Um, but we're being ultra competitive or I'm sorry, ultra conservative on the, uh, the ARVs when we're, when we're analyzing deals. So mm. instead of looking at recent comps and, and going off of that and putting a, a small buffer like we would do in the past, uh, because we want to remain competitive. Um, now we're, we're putting a much larger buffer there just to account for the, the changing market and just all the question marks associated with what's going on in the market right now. So, mm. so to answer your question, boil it down, ARV is something we're extremely focused on right now as we're in a very, very interesting market. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that the approach is, is really saying, all right, what, what do we 95% sure this house would sell for? What, what's a deal on the market? Because I think that's ultimately what's going to go is, is a good deal. And so we're kind of looking at a, a townhouse that was $350,000 a couple months ago. And, but if it's 299, 300, it's probably going to move. And so we have to kind of base it on by the time we buy it, close, they have their rent back if they rent out of it. And then we do reno, we're looking at two to three months before we're on the market. It might be that 300. So, and, and that's where we are mindset wise. Mm. And yeah. is 90 days about, is that your goal for flips right now? Uh, no, we from do acquisition to. Yeah, we oh. usually do it quicker than that, right? I mean, I think we're uh, 60 days. Depends on the deal on our false church yeah. deal. It's not, <laughs> that's one that no. that's actually a good example of uh, a lesson learned. We we went under contract on that in, in February of this year. And the the lady, the owner, her husband had passed away a few months prior to that. And she was moving back to uh, Japan and she needed some time to, to um, get everything straightened out, lined up with moving, you know, out of out of the country, so um, we we let her do that, and we closed at the beginning of May. So it went, you know, two three months under contract, and then we gave her another month free rent back, and we're sitting on that one now because the market completely mm. changed. And uh, I was a little condo, and condos are the first to get hit, and it was just, I mean, we're kicking ourselves now. We're like, man, we should have never, we should have never, you know, let this one hang out there as long as we did, and it's just a it's a lesson learned. Oh yeah. man. Holy cow. Well, yeah. 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 What do you do? And not, you know, not every year is like it has been this year where things change that quickly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Pretty dramatic. Wow. Well, it sounds like you guys are taking the right steps and, you know, being conservative and looking at ARV and putting in your buffer, getting your flips done fast and doing all the right things. I think there's definitely something to learn from there. Yeah. Um, well, shoot, we're about out of time. I wanted to ask you guys, um, uh, Willie, you've got some interesting stuff going on. You're telling me as far as nonprofits you're involved with. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing on the side um, with nonprofits. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm, I'm on the board of one called um, I'm, I'm blessed to be on the board of one called um, uh, Wholehearted Foundation. My mm -hmm. my buddy uh, Ryan Capel started it when his uh, shortly after his son was born in 2014 with uh, half a heart. And, um, mm -hmm. so it's, uh, uh, it's called conge congenital heart disease. 
And it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. And, uh, it's a faith-based Christian organization. I'm a, I'm a Christian, Dan's a Christian. And, um, and it's, it's just, it's been amazing what, what has happened, you know, by the grace of God through that foundation. And, and, uh, it's really, really cool how it's grown. And then, um, my, my mom also 15 years ago started a nonprofit in, uh, in, in Haiti over, uh, next to the, on the Island that's connected to the Dominican Republic. Mm. And, um, she went there on a mission trip and they came across some, uh, an, uh, an abandoned building with about 40 kids in it that were, they had the orange hair and distended. I believe that's the word, the stomachs that are all puffed out mm. from mm-hmm. worms. And they were, they were just, they were really malnourished and they were going to die. Oh, and cool. yeah, she ended up, coming home and, and the original plan was just to figure out a way to provide those kids support and get them into different orphanages. And, and long story short, it ended up turning into a full-blown uh, 501c3 nonprofit. And mm. today they have their own 40-acre um, compound and, and uh, a, school, a, a school has been built there, church. It's amazing. And they house about 80 kids. And that's been just wow. um, unbelievable to see the the growth there by by the grace of God and their so Christian cool. organization as well and so very very involved with that been there multiple times and you hold know, on find- hold on you gave me a small cliffhanger so what happened the forty kids so this turned in, into more than she anticipated what happened with the the kids in the building yeah they ended up uh, a lot of them are, are are still there and it's really cool because they've gone through school in in haiti the education rate is extremely low the poverty rate or i'm sorry the um the employment rate is hmm. is ex- extremely low. unemployment i believe is 85 percent there so Whoa. it's just a very very it's it's it, last time i checked it was the poorest country in the western hemisphere so, um, it's, it, it definitely, you go there and come back to the States and have a, have a different outlook on, on life and just how, how, how grateful we are to, to live here. But, um, yeah. there's, there's a lot of those kids who have gone through school and now they're starting to work for the organization and help the younger kids. It's just a, it's just a cool thing. I'm getting chills talking wow. about it. That's um, amazing. yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And it's so specific. I love how it wasn't like, oh, we have this there's nothing wrong with, Hey, there's these general needs and these groups, people need help. That's amazing. We need that. But it's just really cool to hear of a story where she saw a very specific need and said, I want to help these kids in this building. And then that blossomed into something even bigger. That's, that's yeah. amazing. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Keep it up. What's, and then you mentioned, are you open to talking about, you'd mentioned there's something you're working on yourself, nonprofit. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, a foundation. Um, I want to, I want to, support. I've been in the uh, real estate space and there's some other um, properties that I've purchased and been on the capital raising side of things. And that's come natural and, you know, have, have enjoyed doing that. And I really want to start a, a Christian nonprofit that supports and, and funds other um, Christian foundations that are looking to go out and, uh, and raise money. It's very tough being mm. a, 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 a Christian nonprofit, because a lot of the grant money is not, mm. it, it's closed off to anybody that's affiliated with a, with a, a religion. So, mm, um, you know, they, they prefer secular organizations. And, and I learned that firsthand from seeing, um, my, my mom's nonprofit helping Haitian angels. Um, 
So, so my, my intent with that is to, uh, is, is to create sort of like a, a venture capital firm for these, for these Christian nonprofits. And I don't, it's not, it's, it's nonprofit. So it's not like it's yeah. venture capital and we're trying to make money, but that's the illustration that I, that I would use where we want to go out and, and fund these, these foundations that are trying to go out and make a difference and, you know, lead people to Christ. Yeah. I love that, man. I appreciate you sharing that. That's really cool. And I love how you're seeing other, you know, other nonprofits that are making an impact and like, how can I, you know, how can I go a step above that and enable them to make an even bigger impact? Yeah. That's cool. Thank you. What is that doing? Um, what's that done for you personally? This, this question is kind of twofold, like your involvement with the nonprofits and as well as leaving your job to, you know, pursue real estate to get some of that freedom back. You mentioned you have you have wife and kids now, or you're married. Now? I have a wife and, and a kid on the way. We don't know. Oh man. Yeah. Congratulations. I, I appreciate it. We don't know boy or girl yet, but we're, we're really excited. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So what do you, Thank you, what do you feel like being involved in those nonprofits and, you know, leaving your job has done for you personally, as far as your ability to, you know, make an impact and versus just context, like a lot of people that their journey doesn't look that way. It's like, leave your job, knows the grindstone, don't have time for anything else because I got to figure out this business. But you've taken the time to focus, you know, intentional focus on those things. Yeah. I mean, you you literally just just pulled the words right out what I, what I was going to say. Um, just just being able to have that that time to, you know, and, and not to mention money. I mean, money is important. It's a it's a means to an end and you can do a lot of a lot of cool things with money. So um, you know, being in a lucrative space like we're in has allowed me to make investments, and a lot of those are are are, are coming back, and it's pretty pretty crazy. So, um, you know, just just having those resources and being able to have the time to go out and and do things like this is 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 really cool, and and definitely definitely more fulfilling than just you know being in that mindset of, of chasing the dollar. And, and I've certainly been in that, in that mode as well. It's just, I feel like I have a much more peaceful existence in, 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 in this, you know, on this side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to bake as many cookies. Oh man. <laughs> I got really good at it though. I will say. I can't believe we were baking more bad. <laughs> Had a lot oh, of practice. Man. Oh man. Well, we're about ready to wrap here. Dan, is there anything you want to add? Any, any last words or thoughts you guys have for our listeners? No, I mean, I, I, you know, I appreciate, you know, I think we kind of glossed it over a little bit, but um, early on, you know, carrot was one of our things that we had to have. And we were just, we just thought it was a website literally. And, and I think it's now it's just one of those tools that we just really, really had to have. And, it makes such a difference. I mean, just really appreciate. Thumbs up to Carrot. What a great, you know, great product. And you know, again, we're very happy and we're blessed uh, to be on this path. And as what Will's getting at with his with his charities and stuff, it's just, you know, we want to, you know, we we've had the lucky luck and fortune and and being blessed. We want to give all that back, and you know, and that's why we wanted to give you guys a shout out too. It's just great product and great organization. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. You know, our whole, our whole aim is to, you know, we, I say it at the beginning of every podcast and I hope it doesn't get old, but really our aim is to help people build businesses of freedom and impact. And it's a balance. And a lot of people go into it for the freedom. Um, but it just, it, 
it brings us so much joy to see people actually like making that impact. And then, you know, that's, that's what we exist for. So it's, it's very, it's encouraging to hear these stories. So thanks for sharing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. Uh, everybody listening. Um, you can find these guys, uh, deal simple, um, in the carrot marketplace. If you're a care member, go to, uh, care.com slash marketplace. If you're not a care member, uh, check out dealsimple.co and check out their app. It's uh, very intuitive, very simple, clean app. Imagine that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode, share with a friend, go to carrot.com slash impact to find out how you can make an impact this month. Uh, we've got some really awesome things going on right now. So, uh, thanks for listening everybody. And we will see you next week. Thank you.